And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. I can tell by the position of the moon that it's the beginning of impeachment inquiry season. <laughs> Gary, how are you? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, is. it, it uh, begins today. We will uh, get to that. I was just listening to more audio because I sleep. You know, I that's my sleep pattern that the debate's in, so I'm trying to catch up on the So uh, were most people audio. watching the debate. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and and we'll, we'll, by the way, we'll get to that in just a um, uh, moment. What was Christie saying here? Let me just see. And Donald Trump should be here to answer for that, but he's not. And I want to look at that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching. Okay. And you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that. No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Okay. <laughs> now, did you, that? Did you, that? Did you that went have... all that way to deliver that. <laughs> I, I know. Really? <laughs> you you wrapped that up and, in a bow, and and I and I chose that, uh, and and I'm looking at his face right now, and it's in a freeze mode. It's just you've got to see. I mean, yeah, it could, yeah. you know. It's, but I, I, he's just like he's. he's I, I'm looking at you, and, I, and yeah. I wish we had a camera right now. But he's like this. He's like he he worked. But, he worked that all the way to that ending. You know who he reminded me of? Johnny Carson blowing a joke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, taking so long to get to it, and then the punchline, and it's like uh, okay. All right. Well, it 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 reminded me. Okay. It would be like a moment back in the day of uh, wrestling, you know, uh, where, I don't know, Macho Man Savage would come out. Oh, yeah, let me tell you, I'm going to, oh, yeah, going to bring my girlfriend out. I'm going to bring your girlfriend out, and I'm going to embarrass you in front of the whole nation, and then I'm going to beat you up. Well, I think... <laughs> thing I mean, is, if, you're, if, you, if, I'm, if I'm running, I'm going to mention, why isn't Trump here? And... and you're better off to say he doesn't have the guts to debate me 
but taking <laughs> taking it all the way to where he went the long road to get Bob to Donald it. Duck was God. just like, no. Oh my God. You know why? Because it lacks the seriousness it of was, of of the moment that you're trying to create. Well, it and it's stupid. It's awkward. <laughs> it was a horrible choice. All right, you got there much quicker than I did. It was it's stupid. stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's it was just embarrassing. It was just that's just. It's just. Listen, we all know why Trump isn't here. He doesn't want to face the truth. You know, you you and I just I, leave it at that. I think just by what you said when. A couple of minutes before we went on the air, maybe just a minute before we went on the air, and I and it was something that I said yesterday. Do the debates really matter? And I would say no, no, no. The debate really doesn't. It nope. really doesn't nope. matter. Not that there weren't some interesting things. You know, Bergamon Energy I thought was you know really good. Oh, let me just say this. Overall, what I got from last night in general, and whether it was Trump speaking to auto workers and NBC claiming very few striking workers were there. That's what they claim. I don't know. Mm. I don't know who's right, but that was, and they were just, you know, the auto workers really weren't there for him. Uh, I wonder if they were told by, if some of them were told or, or all of them were encouraged not to go. Because there was quite a bit of cheering. And I went, "Mm, that's pretty impressive. If you, if you, if you don't, and I don't know whether it's true or not, but if you just watch what Trump said, and he's speaking before the auto workers, that was basically the, you know, that's the generic thing you're looking at. Uh, it, it was when he got to, uh, the, the strike, mm-hmm. he was absolutely right on. Mm-hmm. And I will say this, if you take what Bergham said last night and in his interview, uh, that, that came out yesterday, uh, and what Trump said exactly on point, mm-hmm. exactly on point mm-hmm. that the reason that, and, and Trump actually said what we have said over and over again. And thanks to Bergam and Trump for listening to our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he just, Trump said, it doesn't matter what you get in this, in this deal here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you get. You're done if it's electric vehicles. Yep. Exactly what we yep. have, uh, have, uh, have, have said and repeated again to some vibrant discussion mm-hmm. on yesterday's show. Mm-hmm. And uh, Trump said it. And then Bergam in the interview yesterday that that he had, I have the transcript here. Um, uh, uh, he was uh, asked by, and this was an interview with Breitbart News, whether the U.S. is ready or the transition the Biden administration is gunning for if we're ready for it, which is, I, th- I think, a dumb question to begin with. We shouldn't be doing it. I mean, I just, I just are we ready for the transition? Uh, no, we're not anywhere close to being prepared, Bergam told uh, Breitbart News. The UAW strike is really about the fact that the White House said we're going to subsidize a certain kind of vehicle, an electric-powered vehicle. But when they're doing that, they're not saying we need one-third of the work. Uh, that That isn't about wages. This is about wiping out an entire auto industry in the West because if you're not building an internal combustion machine, you don't need the suppliers. You don't need all these other components. You don't need that. You just need a battery. And then what are you going to have? Some of the new vehicles coming out are going to weigh twice as much as the vehicles did before. And if you've got uh, put that kind of mass on the road, rolling at that kind of speed, what that could mean in auto deaths is another factor no one's talking about, much less the battery disposal. If you're going to have a 900-pound uh, 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 a 900-pound vehicle for a 
large vehicle. It must mean 9,000 pounds mm, mm. Uh, a vehicle versus what uh, what used to be like a Suburban or Expedition might uh, be half of that. What does that do to our roads? That's By the way, that's a point that nobody's brought up. Well, sure. The, and, the weight, yeah, the, the weight right. on. Uh, now, I don't think that that is the, I don't think that's the part that, um, you know, that, that, you know, that is the selling point mm-hmm. to Americans right now. But it, it, but it is a point. But he went. He also went to the entire point that you can't make a profit on it. And if you can't make a profit on it, you're 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 doomed. And yesterday we had somebody who apparently was closely knows you know um, Sean Fain, who we you know uh, you know took off after mm-hmm. uh, very very passionately and <laughs> angrily on yesterday's uh, uh, show because uh, as we have stated. Uh, both Bergam and both Trump, you know, went after and said, look, this is because of the, the Biden, you know, what Biden is doing. We went after the auto workers leadership, as we have now since, well, the longest time we've gone after the uh, the auto worker leaders, the union leaders, because they're selling out, as we have stated before, they're selling out their union members. They're selling them out by agreeing with the green agenda. And that's what mm-hmm. happened yesterday when we saw what Sean Fain said. We don't need to hear from Trump. Right. You know, Biden was here. The green transition, as long as it's a just transition, which means that you got to subsidize all the the taxpayer needs to subsidize all the auto workers. Right. Any, uh, I, I, if, I'm sorry, but anybody who has just a elementary school education in economics knows that can't work. And the only thing, and this is the person who was uh, apparently union leader adjacent, <laughs> who called uh, the show yesterday, didn't know anything about it except. He has trust that the union leadership is doing the right thing. And we said, sorry, that's not enough because you've seen union leadership over the last 15 years and they've done exactly the wrong thing over and over again. And if you believe, if you're willing to go down that path, you deserve what you get. Mm -hmm. If you're willing to sit there and say, we're going to be delusional and we're going to sit back and say, well, yeah, okay, the uh, I believe the union leadership uh, because uh, we may get a good deal. It doesn't matter whether you get a good deal this time. And I'm not the only one, and you're not the only one that believes that. Talk to Lauren Summers, who is as liberal as you can get with the Obama administration, and said this looks like the end game, which means get us what you can now because we're doomed. And Trump said that yesterday, and he was right on that. And I was just, I was hoping that the message, because the last thing I want, and this is the one thing I got from the Republicans yesterday on that, the message was consistent. The reason this is happening, the reason that the UAW may go down in flames is because of Joe Biden. And your union leadership is still supporting him more than the Republicans. Yep. And it has gotten to the point, because we had a woman call yesterday, well, we, we shouldn't support you know either party. Actually, you should support the Republican Party. I'm not saying a, a particular candidate, but the Republican Party wants, the Republican Party isn't going to come in and get rid of unions. But if you don't have a profitable company, you're dead as a union in the United States. Yep, yep. And if you go to electric vehicles and you have a government that says we want to build electric vehicles, but we don't want to produce any of the natural resources that go into making it here because we don't want mining. We, we don't want nuclear power. We don't want a consistent form of energy on the grid well, then it's dead. Yep. No, I mean, it's it is over. And and 
in radio, there's a line that we all kind of repeat to each other. Oh, your job is secure, which means you're about to be fired. <laughs> you may get a great deal at, the, at, at, you know, after this is all said and done. You may have a great deal and, and, and you take it. But people like Thane, you know, they've got plenty of friends to keep them afloat. Mm-hmm. Endorsing the Democratic Party again is not, in fact, I would say there's no, not only is there no risk in it, it actually is a benefit to people at the top. Right. Now, I didn't see anybody go after the union leadership because the ultimate responsibility and the ultimate reason this is happening is because of the Democrats. Mm-hmm. But the union leaders are the ones being paid by the union membership. Mm-hmm. And they are betraying them every single day and have done it for a consistent period of time. Yep. And I will stick to that over and over again. Sometimes I may get a little angry about it, as I did on yesterday's show. So be it. I had somebody write me and say, you need to respect all opinions. No, I don't. No. I don't need to respect lies. No. I don't need to respect, as Ted Cruz said yesterday, <clears throat> the actual word BS. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it's acceptable. I've seen how many Republicans now in recent weeks have <laughs> said B- just said, cursing. I know. Uh, and and you, Cruz yesterday coming out saying Corrine Jean-Pierre is lying about the border. Right. The president's lying about the border. Democrats are lying. You know, there's no. Well, you know, they have a different opinion from us. There's opinions that I can respect, and there's opinions I don't respect. I don't respect all opinions. Right. To the person who emailed me yesterday, you need to respect all opinions. No, I don't. I don't. No. Re- I'm not going to respect lies. I'm going to listen to all sides. <laughs> if half of them are lies, yeah. no, I'm not. No. No. I'm going to respect bull <clears throat> crud. Yeah, and to the Republicans, I never curse. So you shouldn't either. <laughs> Ever. Well, if we just had an internet podcast, there may be, well, I don't know. I don't know if I would. I just, I don't, I don't think you, I don't think you need to make the argument. But that word in itself, sometimes a curse word is effective. That's why they yeah, exist. In the proper setting. You know, right, because if you say line, that's a lie. You yeah. know, you're you're lying. It's like, okay, that's a pretty sure you're bull blanking. Yeah. There's more of a hard edge to the word. You yeah. know, it's like so, right. um but uh yeah, but the ultimate the ultimate reason it's happening is because of uh of uh uh, of the, uh, the the Biden administration, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll play some of the Trump stuff because uh, and we'll play some of the audio and everything. It's it's tough to play two hours of audio on the show, but we'll play some of the audio from the debate. The only thing is, when I think about the debate, and we said it yesterday just before we left, it just doesn't matter. It's it just I, does it just doesn't matter. It's, and then, it's a group of Republicans talking on a stage. It's nothing more, nothing less, and it doesn't have any impact whatsoever. If the top guy's not there. And let me ask you uh, this. When you don't, right now, and I understand that that a lot of people don't pay attention to what's going on. And they may watch a debate and they may get some particular information out of there. But I really think, and this is not, to, I'm not saying this 
that that there that there shouldn't be a debate because I believe that Trump should be just a shoe in and automatically, you know, that nobody challenges him. You can mm. still challenge him. I just believe that right now, I believe the debates are last night and the first debate actually hurt the Republicans because I think what they need right now is a consistent message. The thing that I see about the debates is, for the most part, they all agree on 95% of the things out there. Mm-hmm. And the 5% they don't are the nuances, yeah, which really right. doesn't matter to the voter. That's yeah. what I see as the problem right now when a Republican Party needs to be unified and pounding the message over and over and over again. Now, I know anybody who's supporting another candidate will say, yeah, but what you just said is you're, you know, you're, you're not saying that you want Trump to just be, you know, have an easy, you know, way into it. Well, you can do it by interviews. A lot of different ways you can do it. You can, you know, run your own massive advertising or do whatever. The debate, how many people have ended up watching the debate? I don't know. And and of the people watching the debate, how many really are clueless and actually go there to learn or they're active uh, Republican participants who already know what their, their candidate thinks and is just attempting to get their candidate a little bit more, you know, all the way through the age of, of cable television. Then you 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 had a place for it. It maybe it made an impact. With the advent of social and now that everybody's cut the cord. I mean, it's just it, we gather our information that we want. Those candidates can put out the information that they want, when they want, where they want, 24-7. I don't need to tune in for a debate. We got a great show ahead, 866-90-RED-EYE. Did you know that up to half of all major engine failures are due to poor cooling system maintenance? That's a lot of downtime and can cost drivers big. You expect a lot from your engine, which is why the cooling system must be a part of your maintenance routine. Here's a tip to keep your cooling system in shape and your engine running smooth. Most cooling system issues are due to lack of coolant caused by leaks. Perform a pressure test to make sure no leaks are present. While this may cause the system to fail, you want it to fail in the shop, not on the road. If your pressure test uncovers any leaks in the system, have them repaired by a professional technician immediately. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters C P. 
RedEye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. It's Friday Radio. Uh, he's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Did any, because I've, I've tried to go through as much. I wasn't able to watch the entire thing, so I'm trying to, you know, piecemeal it together. Did anybody, did anybody last night uh, uh, in the debate say that oil prices now are the highest they've been in a year? And they would have known that by the time the debate started. I don't know specifically if anybody mentioned that. Yeah, because that would have been the thing that I hit. And now here goes oil you know, oil prices up. I still think that, you know, that that's the one thing that they get into talking about a ton of other different things. And I understand the whole TikTok thing, but the back and forth between Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley on TikTok, I'm like, you're just wasting time. Yeah. Uh, you're, it's, you're, you're, the, because because the Ramaswamy got that, on TikTok. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the main issues affecting people are inflation, the border. Uh, inflation includes uh, massive energy prices. When you when and and I would have brought it up and and exactly as you as you mentioned, but then added, there's also some analysts. There are some analysts now that believe we could go to 100, even 150 dollars a barrel. And right now we're on our way easily to 100. Would we go to 150 dollars a barrel? And why would we go there? Listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. And he's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. And of course, energy came up in the debate last night. An energy state, could I answer the energy question? No, uh, Governor Haley. So, you know, the first thing I'll say is what I saw at the United Nations is national sec- energy security is national security. We need a president that understands we have to partner with our producers and make sure that they, we have their backs. What you don't need is a president who is against energy independence. Ron DeSantis is against fracking. He's against drilling. He's been against. You did it. Every He always talks about what happens on day one. You better watch out because what happens on day two is when you're in trouble. Day two in Florida, you banned fracking. You banned offshore drilling. You did it on federal lands. And you took green subsidies that you didn't have to take. Governor DeSantis, you would mention you have the right to respond. 30 seconds. Yeah, I just did a plan out in West Texas. 
for American energy dominance. We're going to choose Midland over Moscow. We're going to choose the Marcellus over the Mullahs. And we're going to choose Bakken over Beijing. And we are going to lower your gas prices. We are going to get that job done because it's important for our national security. It's important for jobs. And that's one of the best ways to drive down inflation. By the way, he was ready for that question. Yeah, yeah. When he sure. said Midland over Moscow and then yeah, went on yeah, with all was, that, I yeah, go, okay, yeah. he was prepared. Yeah. He knew yeah. He knew that was coming. He'd been working well, on that longer well, than, than, than uh, what's his name, worked on Donald Duck. Doug, well, one, one of the problems that any Republican <laughs> governor has, and, and I don't know specifically what Nikki Haley was talking about, what mm-hmm. he did on day one. Yeah. But it's the same thing, Governor Abbott here, and his support of wind power before everything went to hell in February of 21, just a couple of weeks before he was getting an award for being the wind power state and taking it. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem of being a Republican governor. There's so many subsidies that have been coming in from the federal government that when these huge things are built, you sit there and say, okay, we can use this and talk about economic development and the fact that we care. We're not may not use may not be using our state money, but something that we're against, we can actually promote as economic development. And now, weeks ahead of time, ERCOT in Texas is warning us about energy use during a solar eclipse, October fourteenth. They're already out in the media saying this could be a big problem uh, that, for the grid. By the way, that's a grid provider in mm-hmm. in, uh, in in Texas, and this is insanity. Yep. If they have brownouts or blackouts on that day, this is a huge political hit for Greg Abbott. You better fix it. Well, yeah, that's why it's on the. Uh, they've got a bill coming up to the the public to vote on, uh, basically having to to subsidize. Think about this <laughs> to subsidize natural gas plants to back up all the windmills. And and solar panels, because you can't get rid because the federal government's involved in it. The federal law allows it to happen, and so the only choice that you have, because we subsidize wind, we subsidize solar, and since that can't handle it, what do you do? What do you do to have the backup power? Well, we got plenty of natural gas here in Texas. Let's set up a bunch of reserve natural gas plants that will only be running 10% of the time so the taxpayer has to subsidize the redundancy of a grid that you don't have to do. Mm -hmm. All you need is the natural gas plants. Full time. Full time. This is stupid. And that's the insanity that we're having here. That's the insanity of the auto worker strike right now on because this is all about you know this is all about the insanity of the Democrats and the Republicans not fighting hard enough right. over the last couple of decades right. and we go all the way back to probably it was because you and I were working together 2005 and 2006 mm-hmm. and we were in our first studio mm-hmm. or my first studio with you mm-hmm. and and that's when. Newt Gingrich is sitting on the, you know, the park bench with Nancy Pelosi talking about the concern of climate change. Mm-hmm. And then that I caught him one time on C-SPAN one morning at some breakfast in the Northeast 
talking about the fact that Republicans are going to have to get a board on the whole climate change yeah. and, you know, clean energy thing. Yeah. And, you know, at, at that point, he lost complete and total credibility because he said not that he buys into it, but the public, you can't fight it because the public is going in that direction. Of course you could fight it. Oh, yeah, you can. You can. And so we looked at it and go, wow, he just blew his conservative credentials. Well, you sound like uh, Secretary Pete the other day. You know, we're we're either going to be ahead of the game or we're going to be left behind. What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> what do you mean we? You're part of the government. I don't want that we. You know, I I do think though. You, you know the the uh, for next year, uh, and oh, one thing that Trump said, you mm. know, too about uh, you know that now you know Democrats will come out, you know, well, you know, we need to have a a better transition. And mm. I love the UAW leadership, though. Uh, well, we need a transition, but we need a just transition on yeah. our side. What does that mean? Which just well, we know it means, what it means. It means we, we want money. It, it means we want no, some of that government money. Yeah, it means the taxpayer needs to subsidize right. United Auto Workers. They've been no. subsidizing the companies, and he mentioned that specifically. Right, and then said just well, just means some of that government money comes to us. Yes, and and before anybody calls, because uh, you know. Well, how come you guys aren't against the sub? We are against the subsidies for electric vehicles yes. across the board. Yes. We're against subsidies, which is cash given to companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, tax policy, mm-hmm. where you say, okay, there's a difference between, all right, you're going to come in here and you're going to produce, you know, because the, the whole thing about tax breaks for corporations. Tax breaks for corporations are based on the fact that you bring in a corporation. And they're going to create, you know, a thousand jobs. And those a thousand, those thousand jobs that they get, uh, those, you know, those people will earn it and pay taxes on it. Yep. And so, in order to get that, which is actually a benefit to grow your community, you give tax breaks to the corporation, saying, mm-hmm. "Okay, you've got this property tax, you know, uh, thing here." Mm-hmm. We have never been for cash outlays to any company or any or industry. industry. And so you can't go that way with us. Well, yeah, when you they won't. when they tried it with the oil subsidies. I don't care what the subsidy is. If you're writing checks to corporations and industries, stop it. Yeah. Tax breaks are different. When we talk about, and, and that was the other thing, too, they, lamb, they lumped in tax breaks. Um, but when you talk about, like, subsidies for ethanol, oh, yeah, we'd love to end those. Yep. We've stated many, you know, many times. You don't need it in the United States. Right. You don't need to do that. You don't need the government picking the product that they want Americans to buy. Right. Because that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. Yep. The federal government has said we're going to mandate electric vehicles. Right. That's what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. We're going to force you through regulation to produce a certain vehicle. Now, you can't make a profit on it. The consumer can't afford it. We don't even know what the hell the end game's going to be. We're hoping for the best. That's what we got from the caller yesterday. It was mm-hmm. apparently is yeah. very well acquainted with Sean Fain of the United Auto Workers. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to trust them. And how do you know that it won't work? Right. Because you should not start. Never in the history of the United States. Ever. 
have we produced a product that Americans want by mandate? Yep. And in the case of the electric vehicle, as we know, we're producing a product that is not as efficient as a gasoline or, you know, for the consumer and productive for it. You're not getting a better product. You're getting a much more inconvenient product. Yeah. And you're getting a product that the fuel that they want to use for it, which would be electricity, they haven't set up a grid or proposed a grid that can handle the influx of the electricity that will be needed for the electric vehicles that they want. Then we get into the mining of the materials that will be needed to build all those cars. And they want to close down the mining. Yep. So we'd be more reliant on foreign nations for lithium, cobalt, all of it. Complete insanity. It's just insanity. We're begging for the destruction of an economy. Yep. It's what we voted for. Yep. It's garbage. And destroy our national security. Yeah. Electricity and a consistent form of electricity and cheap electricity is absolutely essential for the security of the United States because our economy is about the security of the United States. Manufacturing is about the security of the United States. Having access to our own oil, natural gas, and other materials that we that we have an abundant supply on uh, of, excuse me, We should be able to go and get it. We need to be prepared as a nation and maximize our potential by ensuring that we have access to all the raw materials that we need to run our society. Texas is asking voters to go along with the Obama plan. Think about that. Under my plan of cap and trade, electricity rates would necessarily skyrocket. That means all forms of traditional forms of energy, natural gas. Why would it be more expensive here? Well, because it's not going to be online full-time. You're going to have to subsidize because it's going to be more expensive. So that way, politically, the left can get away with going, well, after that, if it were to happen, well, look how expensive it is for natural gas. You might as well go with wind and solar. Obama's plan full circle. Uh, except for the fact that, you know, that not that some Republicans haven't supported it, but they have no choice in accepting they can't stop. A state can't stop the subsidies from what I know. You can't stop the subsidies. You can't stop. It's in federal law that you have to, you know, these that are law made, needs to be changed. Right. That's so that means the federal it's the federal Republicans on the federal level are the ones that have to stop it. I actually look at the the state of Texas, and not that there aren't Republicans that went along with all of this, but they they feel they're backed into a corner because of the federal law on it, and they have no other choice. They know they're doomed if they if they don't uh, have the backup, which is why they're going to the voter mm-hmm. and saying we need this in order to have the backup, and we have no other choice. It's the, the Obama. Federal. It's the Obama plan. It is. Circle. It is Obama plan. Yep. Uh, but I don't. I don't. My point was, I don't believe all Republicans are willingly going along with it. Well, nothing they feel applies they, to all, right? No. They, they, no, they, a lot of them. But feel this they have is no this choice. is exactly what the state of Texas is doing. It's completing that yep. full circle of the Obama plan. 
866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley. I'm Gary McNamara. Let's go to Dan in Colorado. Don, welcome. Dan, Don, Dan, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Hi. How you doing? Uh, gentlemen, back in 59 and 60, Ford manufactured a product called the Edsel. <laughs> and lo and behold, the American public did not want it and did not buy it. So what they do? They stopped making it. Why don't they do the same thing with the electric cars? To hell with the mandates. Just run the company. Because my the, opinion. Because because the company uh, again understands that the mandates that the government puts on is keeping them from doing what they want. So much of their fleet has to be, you yeah. know, this or that, uh, according to the mandates already in place. Now, you do bring up an interesting question, or we'll parlay that point, Dan, that you made into something that we've talked about before. And that is the fact that you can't force people to buy these electric vehicles. If we were to get to a full mandate, then we would have many people without cars. In terms of buying the cars, they wouldn't be buying them. Which they would be okay with them. Yep. They're fine with that. Because as, uh, remember, as uh, Obama's transportation secretary said, my job is to coerce people out of vehicles. Yep. Out of their vehicles. Now, they first have to go in and after the mandate on purchases, new purchases, then they would have to they would have to take that and then go further with any new or used purchase. And then it would be all cars older than this year would be uh, illegal. And now you couldn't drive them. They, they, they've done this with uh, port trucks in California. They've done this time and time again. California would lead the pack here. That's the that's their next move. The 35, the 2035 mandate in California says new vehicle purchases. The only thing is, as you and I were talking about before, and we've said this, we were just talking about it on the air before, but we've said it many times before on the air, they're not going to be able to get to it. It, It's impossible to get to it. They can't get to it. Yeah, it's impossible. Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, 
Welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Harley. Wow, it was a unanimous vote from the Senate, including, apparently, if it's unanimous, Chuck Schumer. They passed the Fetterman's Gotta Wear Pants rule yesterday. Bound to happen. So what, was it a week? Yep. I thought it would have happened sooner with all the pushback on it. I thought we could have seen it as early as uh, two or three days into this whole thing. Every single Democrat voted, and this is after the left, well, he shouldn't be. Uh, 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 what's this thing? Why can't you just dress the way that you want? This whole thing with business attire is just every single Democrat voted to say no hoodies, no gym shorts. Put on your pants, Fetterman. Every Democrat voted for that. Get every dressed. Every single Democrat. Get dressed. <laughs> you bum. Wow. Even Schumer voted against what he did last week. Yep. Had to. No choice. I'm just disappointed, though, because I really was enjoying using the term, excuse me, the term slob elitism. Mm -hmm. I have to tuck that away. Well, save it for something. Doesn't mean he isn't a slob. He's just forced to wear a suit sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> he still says he's going to hide around the corner and dress the way he wants uh-huh. because he's got to be a slob yeah that's the hill he's going to die on wearing basketball shorts wow and I thought about it you know who doesn't wear basketball shorts Except for when they're at work? NBA players, actual basketball players, put suits on otherwise. Get dressed. You know, the funny thing is you say that. I played basketball my whole life until mm-hmm. till just a few years ago. Yeah. And just my knees couldn't take it. So I was constantly wearing gym shorts. Yeah. And now, if I'm walking around the house, I put on gym shorts, I feel weird. It's like, you know, you're too old. I'm for wearing je- jeans. Going, if I am upright, I'm wearing you're, jeans. You're, you're, at least wearing jeans. Well, no, I'll wear shorts. Yeah. But, I mean, because it's hot out. But uh-huh. I mean, but it's like, uh, and I just can't. Because I used to walk, because I would, I would play, I would go to the courts and probably play five times a week. Mm-hmm. So before I went, I'd go to the store and I'd have my. You know, my basketball shirt on, the basketball shorts, my, you know, my my high top, Converse, Converse All-Stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not dating myself, am I? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, whatever whatever basketball shoes I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before I, you know, I so I do shopping before I went to the basketball court. and <laughs> I'd wear it all the time because I was always playing basketball. And now just a couple of years later, it's like, oh, it's weird. You can't wear that. You can't wear that outside. Even when I was cutting the lawn, I just went, no, you can't wear the basketball. You can't wear basketball shorts out. You're too old. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's, you know, this, but this is, 
it's so funny to watch that whole evolution, de-evolution. <laughs> All of a sudden, it was okay officially. For one guy, really, that, that whole rule change was one guy, Fetterman. And then it was like, everybody went, nope. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, well, let's take a vote on it. Uh, yeah, sorry. Put some pants on. So when I read this, I went, wow, the U.S. Senate has passed a resolution formalizing business attire as the proper dress code for the floor of the chamber by unanimous consent. Yep. I love the play, by the way, by Fetterman during this whole thing. I'll put a suit on if those stupid Republicans pass a spending bill. You're going to put a suit on. David Urban, who was chief of staff for the late Senator Arlen Specter, told the media on Wednesday that it's it is serious work you're doing in the Senate. You're not gardening. You're running the nation. Right. Oh. Well, that's the thing. It's not like Fetterman is always coming from the gym. You know what I mean? Like every morning, he's like, oh, it's a tradition. You know how Joe rode the train. It's, you know, he went to the gym every morning and then, you know, on his way in, you know, he's carrying a suit and he's going to his office and the whole thing. That's not what's happening here. No. He didn't want to get dressed. Then go do something else for a living. It's that simple. Go do something else for a living. It's just, it's just this, and and I thought to myself, if this isn't turned around, <laughs> we are so doomed. Think about that. It's, yeah, no, we no longer have to wear suits. How about this? How about you all wear clown costumes, complete with makeup and a big red nose? Let's just do that. Remember when I said uh, years ago, yeah, they should all be wearing work shirts and Dickie's work shirts with their name over the over the uh, pocket. They work for us. Somebody actually said that a few months ago. I think they said it again during the whole Fetterman thing. If we're up to me, we'd be wearing uniforms. Just get dressed, would you? Just put, let's start with pants. Yeah, put some pants on. What the hell? Some Seriously. dress shoes. But the but here's the thing. The Senate, this is what, the, the beauty of this whole thing is that Fetterman was defiant. He's a slob to his, to his final breath. His colleagues in his own party said, stop being a slob. Had to officially vote on it to force (laughs) him to at least not be a slob some of the time. Wow. My dad would my dad would have called if my dad saw me getting out of a car on Capitol Hill after telling all of his buddies, look, he campaigned, he won. 
Look, that's him getting out of the, oh, my gosh, what is he wearing? Oh, yeah, yeah. My dad would have, he'd be on the phone right then. Hey, hey, get back (laughs) in the car. Yeah, most of us would have heard about that from our families, would we not? Yes. (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) My mom. Oh, my gosh, don't get my mom started. She looks at my shoes now. Are your shoes dirty? Well, they might be, Mom. I just walked out to my truck. Here, let me get you some stuff to help you clean your shoes. If I showed up on Capitol Hill after winning a Senate seat dressed like that, hey, listen, we've got different plans for Thanksgiving, so you don't need to worry about coming home. Just to let you know, have a great Thanksgiving. Exactly. We love you. But if that's the way you're going to dress, you should go eat at Luby's. My gosh, man. And that's what I love about this whole thing. It really, really highlighted how much of a slob he actually is and fought to be. Mm -hmm. And how Chuck Schumer fought to Mm -hmm. allow him to be a slob. Seriously, what's he got on Schumer? Yeah, we thought about that. Now, what does he have on Schumer? But Schumer changed, you know, again, Schumer went against his, what he had said last week. If it was unanimous consent... That means Schumer yeah. voted for the bill, too. Yeah, which means we need to watch the well, New York Post about something about Schumer. What, 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 what I, <laughs> the story's going to hit. What I really liked about the entire story was when Schumer did it, you just went, this isn't going to, you just knew, it's like, this isn't going to last. And one of the reasons it wasn't going to was the fact that it was basically the Fetterman slob rule mm-hmm. because it applied specifically to Fetterman. But the fact is anybody else that wanted to come in, a guest, any of your staff, whatever, all had to dress appropriately. So that's where we came up with the concept of slob elitism. Mm-hmm. Uh, sloppy elitism, or I just like slob better than even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, slob elitism. Um, and uh, because, that, in essence, that's what it was. Only, only a senator, only the senators can do it. The rest of you peons can't do it right and then the response from so many democrats why is it such a big deal it shouldn't be a big deal it shouldn't be a big deal it shouldn't be a big deal and we said no the democrats it's going to be a big deal too in the senate because they believe they're important Mm -hmm. and they believe that they're important and do something special and you shouldn't dress like a slob yeah and i and 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 we said you know let's see what happens here because democrat I never expected a unanimous consent and for Schumer to actually change his mind so it takes away every single one of those. Oh, Republicans are just worried about imagery. Uh, they need to get down to the work. And Fetterman does a blah, 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 blah. And it all, boom, yeah, uh, blew up. Every single argument the left made went down to defeat because every single Democrat said, we should not be slobs in the Senate. What's going on right now? I think I, I wonder what's going on on Capitol Hill and inside the Beltway with the Democratic Party and what they're seeing. Uh, you know, we you take this and then couple it with uh, what's going on with Menendez, which you know oh. it's ramping up more and more. Where his own party is leading the call for him to get out. I think one of the problems is and. 
we I don't know if we talked about it or we said we were going to talk about it. You said or, or, it. I can't remember if you said it on the air. And, yeah, because you said because you said we need to talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, the, yeah. The, when you see right now, I mean, we'll talk about what the house came out with yesterday. We I did mean, briefly mention. Yeah, the, but go ahead. The, the the house coming out with the two hundred fifty thousand sent to Biden or whatever. Mm-hmm. But as long as as uh, the the um, the Democrats believe that the evidence against Menendez is cut and dry, that he can't win. Right. That these are bribes and it's going to look horrible. Mm-hmm. Now they believe it's more complicated. They've been hiding for Joe Biden, but the fact is. If Menendez is out there every day, Republicans are going to say Menendez did this, Biden did this. They don't want that comparison being right, made. Right. And and I think it's in part why they want Biden gone too. Look, Biden's incompetent, and the Democrats know this. His the rank and file, the majority of the rank and file know this. And they want him gone. But they also know that during the process that will start later today, impeachment inquiry. That there are some people that are going to learn some things. And if you've been following this, it's not a complicated issue. It's not a rabbit hole thing. Once you demonstrate the flow of money, which began with that, I mean, if you, the the whole $250,000 thing, that's just the beginning. Once you start seeing that, people get it. Wait a minute. I'm struggling to make my bills because of them, and they're getting money wired to them for doing nothing for influence? And it keeps coming out. You're getting more and more information yesterday. And then what I thought was interesting was the uh, that uh, the um, Justice Department said that they weren't interested. This was a, a yeah. you know, a new turn mm. for, was it uh, Kevin Morris, his, the lawyer that loaned him loaned him, gave him, we don't know really know what the terms of it was, gave Hunter Biden $2 million to, or $2.5 million to right. pay off the IRS. Right. You know, and it was like, whoa. Where well, did that money come from? Well, the Justice Department was concerned. Well, number one, where did the money come from? Did it really come from him? Did it come from somewhere else? But the one thing, I just never thought of it. Well, <laughs> that the D- Department of Justice wanted to investigate the investigators as a campaign uh, finance violation what you're doing you're doing something in order to get that out of the news oh that you're giving him yeah. you know you're doing basically right. it's a you know it's a, a gifting can, kind it, kind it, of g- thing. gifting kind uh thing and so the investigators wanted to investigate it and the justice department knocked it down and said no we're not well remember go there. the whole payment uh from cohen's office with 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 trump right yeah that's kind of mm-hmm. where they went there mm-hmm. mm. wow so I mean that that was that was really interesting right. yesterday. But where they're going, they're getting deeper on it. All they're getting deeper every single day. They're getting deeper into it. They have now four IRS agents. Mm. I think two more that came out uh, after um, uh, oh after Merrick Garland talked mm. uh, gave his testimony. Mm-hmm. Two more IRS agents came out. And go nah. They held it. They held it back, and no, Weiss did not have the authority. Weiss right. made it clear, right. yeah. and that question. See, this is why. I mean, I and I said yesterday. Oh, I can't think of the guy who's ahead of the, the the uh, investigation, the other investigation in the House that was speaking yesterday. Mm-hmm. He wasn't prepared for the questions mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. He was not prepared on the timeline. Republicans, if you're going to get out in front of the press, do your damn homework. Yeah, have it. So he was stumbling know on the, the basic time. facts. But yeah, you, there's some numbers and, well, and facts well, you need to be well if you, very and, clear. About. Well, if you don't, then you have your investigators right there because mm-hmm. he was asked about the timeline of Hunter Biden getting the two hundred and fifty 
thousand uh, dollars. He goes, "Well, I really don't, I don't know the timeline." That's a basic and basic I, fact. And, to and know. That, it was horrible, and he was stumbling over it. I'm mm-hmm. like, "This is really poor. Right. Get your act together." Right. Because you've got the evidence that they have. You know, you can explain it all. It's some of the questions we asked yesterday mm-hmm. on the timeline. Mm-hmm. Well, if we ask the question, the media is going to come. The media is still trying to do anything they can to cover well, for Joe and, Biden. And if you're involved as a Republican, you should be curious about the timeline. So you yeah. should already know it before you step in front of the media. Eight six six ninety red eye This owner-operator driver report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella with advanced synthetic technology is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Least owner-operators should be aware of four common revenue myths, lest you fall into the trap of mistaking revenue for profit. Myth one, concentrate on increasing revenue because costs will take care of themselves. This is not true, as costs are fundamental to the profit equation and the area where owners exert the most control to improve. Myth two, more revenue per mile is the answer to all problems. Though carrier pay packages differ in structure, Revenue per mile really doesn't change much from company to company, but there can be a big difference in miles, overall gross revenue, reimbursements, and fees. Myth three, all you have to do to be successful is run a lot of miles. In reality, revenue is only half of the profit equation. Costs are the other half. It's possible to generate a lot of revenue, yet spend a dollar ten to make every dollar. Myth four, you can tell how well you're doing by the size of your settlement check. The settlement check is only a part of the success picture. Miles driven, loads hauled, conditions, mechanical problems, time off, and especially costs all have to be considered. This report is brought to you by FPPF Fuel Power Max. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's for that radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. Yeah, we'll tell you what uh, came out uh, from the uh, Republicans yesterday as the impeachment inquiry starts today. Uh, this is really going to be interesting because it will be interesting to see if the media. I'm really looking forward to tomorrow coming in and and, and seeing uh, if uh, <laughs> Newsbusters says mm. none of the media covered the impeachment inquiry. Yeah. None of the mainstream media covered it. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if that actually happened. Did you hear about uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson hmm. and his uh, his uh, uh, little blow up over the transgender movement? Oh, it's just great stuff. It's just great stuff. Yeah, he's sitting there trying to say, "Well, we need to come up with something. We need we need to have a league or something uh, for transgenders where they can play against women. Maybe a weight league, or you know, if they're the same weight as a woman, they can do." He just what a moron. Yeah, well, it's you know trying to force it. So that yeah. you can be compliant with the left? Yeah. No. Yeah. Consider yourself canceled if you don't listen nightly. Red Eye Radio.
And he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. You know how we know it's election season? Hmm. Yeah. Number one, uh, the Democrats in the Senate unanimously <laughs> agreeing with the Republicans uh, to <laughs> wear pants, to, to force Fetterman to wear pants. Uh, also, the in the House yesterday, the House voted in favor of legislation striking down the Biden's administration decision to block federal funding for schools that have shooting sports courses. Remember, we spent a significant yep. period of time when the Biden administration did this. Mm-hmm. Check this out. Now, it wasn't unanimous from Democrats in the House. Mm. It was 424 to 1. Yeah. One Democrat. Mm-hmm. The 424 to 1 vote, the House approved the Protecting Hunting Heritage and Education Act with 216 Republicans and 208 Democrats voting in favor with just one lawmaker, Representative Veronica Escobar, a Democrat from Texas, voting against it. Representative Mark Green, a Republican from Tennessee, introduced the bill on August 1st, days after Fox News Digital uh, reported in late July revealed the Department of Education was withholding funds for school hunting and archery courses. Hunters and... and th- so think about this. Every single Democrat in the House, which means it's going to pass the Senate. Because mm-hmm. this will go to the Senate next. This will pass yeah. the Senate. Yeah. Every single Radical leftists in the House who, number one, don't approve of guns, of citizens having guns legally, and don't approve of hunting. They don't approve of a kid chewing a Pop-Tart into the shape of a gun. Right. Oh, who was it? Uh, (laughs) Did you see somebody? uh, Who was it in the NFL that got fined? I forgot. It was somebody scored a touchdown and just... You know, put a gun into the air like and did it. And they got fined mm-hmm. for doing that. Mm-hmm. What idiots, morons! Would you would you have thought of anything if you would have seen that? No, no, I wouldn't wouldn't have even. What is that? That's way. a that's a Texas Tech thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, completely. I don't know if the NFL that. Pl- yeah. if that player was a graduate yeah. of Texas Tech, maybe. Don't know, and that's why you do it. I I don't know. That would kind of be odd that you would carry that, but maybe maybe he did. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, always yeah. loyal. The what? Always loyal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so just just uh, one, um, hunters and fishers of, uh, and, and hunters and fishers are the best con- uh, conservationalists Green told Fox News Digital after the vote on Tuesday, hunting, whether it be with a firearm or bow, is one of the most effective ways to control wildlife populations, protect our beautiful lands, and connect with nature. My Protecting Hunting Heritage and Education Act is critical for our children. He added in a separate statement that American students should be encouraged to participate in enriching athletic activities that foster 
and appreciation for nature and the ability to focus on a goal. According to Greed, in his state alone, the Biden administration's funding decision impacts an estimated 50,000 students. Now, we pointed out when the Biden administration did this, it showed you just how radical they were. Hmm. I will say this. I never thought that two weeks later it would be overturned in the House 424 to 1. No, I didn't see that coming. Never saw that coming. And the only Republicans and maybe, uh, you know, a a chunk of Democrats, but not down to only one Democrat saying no. That's that's right. Something I didn't see coming because that's a veto proof majority. Oh, yeah. You know, that that that's boom. I you know, I, I. When I saw that they had introduced this bill. I thought it might be, you know, might get 230 or 240 votes. Mm. It shows you the panic, and this is the entire point. It shows you the panic that Democrats are in. No, number one, by by passing in the Senate, the Biden, or the Fetterman can't be a slob, and he's got to put on his pants rule now that will be a part of the Senate. And this year, 424 to 1 mm. in the House. Think about this. For Democrats that are anti-gun and anti-hunting, the radical left, mm-hmm. and they could not stand the pressure of this. They had to vote. Why? Election season next year. Yep. That's it. That's well, the only reason. Because you have to take, the party knows they have to take some of the radical things off of the, the table. Think about what makes the news, what gets in front of people, e- even if it doesn't make the actual news, the liberal news. It makes the rounds in social media. What, these are these are gun safety courses in schools. Mm-hmm. And for those that, uh, of us that grew up in the South, and and even in the north, in plenty. the north, yeah, in the north. I mean, you had it in, but in, in the in the south, yeah. it was part of your culture to have a gun rack with a gun in it. And you know, those are the things you look at, and and the left wants to pretend, like Gavin Newsom is still doing, that if you put in new laws, that the people who are on who have an intent to kill other people will abide by those laws. And they keep going in that direction. Well, you look at this, you know, this is a a fairly big hot button issue. It makes me wonder what the Republicans can get done. What radical things they can turn around between now and election day next year. That the Biden administration has done. I'm curious. I mean, they've got we we have seen the shift over the last couple of weeks, big mm-hmm. time on on Biden. You know, you now see uh, oil is the highest it was over ninety three bucks yesterday. Yeah, it's going to yeah, hit. We're we're, it, we're, it, we're on our way to one. It's going to hit a hundred. You had one. Um, you had one uh, industry CEO who came out and said, "I believe it's going to hit one hundred and fifty dollars a barrel." Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if they're. 
if they're saying that in order to, you know, force Republicans to, uh, you know, really go after our our energy. But the fact is, we know it's going to be 100. We know people are starting to feel it, uh, you know, uh, feel it uh, again. We know uh, that uh, was it uh, uh, was it Jamie Dimon? Yeah, I think it was Jamie Dimon who said two days ago, you know, that he believes the Fed's going to have to raise rates even more drastically. There's yeah, that they a, would have to that they're going to have to go higher, sharper. Yeah, a sharp, be, yeah, sharper, sharper uh, right. increase, and and that's quite possible. Uh, by the way, as we sit here, ninety four dollars and fifty four cents a barrel. Wow, we're on our way to a hundred. Easy. Yep. yep. And people are starting to notice it. This means, uh, probably that in all likelihood, the inflation number will go up again, which yep. will be the third straight month. Yep. That the inflation number is going in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. It's something that. You and I have feared, and uh, you know because I'm the the old guy uh, here, and remember the '70s. Oh, by the way, I did think yesterday. Hmm. You know, because uh, it was, you know, yesterday was my birthday, and the day before I was at the doctor. Yeah, fifty years ago yesterday, I was legally allowed to drink. Oh, and uh, or you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, also uh, the day before, uh, my doctor told me that my liver is in excellent shape. How did that happen? And that's how. I think you should celebrate. <laughs> I think I'll get drunk this weekend to celebrate that fact. <laughs> Start with tapioca. Hey, can you do? They do Jello shots. Can you do tapioca shots? <laughs> I, I use it. In a, I, I use that in a group text with my with with my, with my friends and and uh, and I said, uh, how did that happen? My buddy Jeff wrote back. He goes, because you never drink. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, I will say this. Uh, I do. I, I drink a lot less than our college days. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently my liver has been able to repair itself. <laughs> it, uh, your organs are very resilient. If you just stop doing what you're not supposed to be doing, uh, they quite often can repair. Oh, boy. There are, you know, I must have been asked. I'm trying to think because it was my normal six month that, you know, every six months I go because mm-hmm. being a type two diabetic, you go twice a year. And. <laughs> And I think on the I filled I filled out online a form and it, do you smoke, you know? And it was do you smoke? And then I went in there, another form I filled out. Do you smoke? The nurse came in. Do you smoke? And normally my doctor would too, but he knows I I I don't. But I said, hey, you didn't ask me again whether I smoke. I know you don't. <laughs> well, I was asked really a question. The- I always respond. You do you mean tobacco? because in today's world i mean it's you know it's it's it is widely accepted and i think probably i now i don't get that question though now in our state it's still illegal so maybe it's covered under are you do you do any illegal that only comes around once a year when you have to fill out that form at the beginning of the year i don't get asked because my doctor sees my blood uh, once every two to three months, she knows. Uh, I think they, um, yeah, they did ask you, uh, yeah, I did get the drinking question. How often yeah. do you drink? Yeah. Are you a heavy drinker? I get, we, that uh, survey I, I have to fill out once a year at the beginning of the year, yeah. but they know from my blood work that I don't. So. Well, I mean, the, 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 the thing is now the qu- question's really changed because a lot of times they'll ask the question, do you do any illegal drugs? Yeah. No, it's all legal now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, in the states where I, that's where yeah, it's going, exactly. yeah. in the states where it is legal, 
I guess yeah. they change, probably have to add on. Do you do you smoke, or do you uh, do you consume edibles? Do you consume THC in any form? Because I, I would think a doctor would want to know if you do consume it, number one, and how you consume it. Because if you smoke it, they are going to look for certain things. If you mm-hmm. vape it, if it's uh, edibles, all those, well, you know. They could simplify it. Mm-hmm. I think they could simplify it in one question. Mm-hmm. Do you ever swim in a porta potty? Yeah. Have you ever been known? To go swimming deliberately in a porta potty. <laughs> if some people don't know what we're talking about, you, you weren't paying attention to the news last week when the Buffalo Bill fan uh, did uh, what was it? Acid, coke, alcohol, and pot, and that's what he did. Well, it's you know, and here's the thing: <laughs> he's doing. Which one did he do first? I've got so many questions. <laughs> Because at some point What's he's like, the order? that's because oh, then he's going, if he did the acid first, <laughs> then I kind of get the others. But if he started with the beer, it's like, okay, this isn't doing it. And then he started with, and then he added some weed. <laughs> and then, you know, maybe the last thing was acid. And it's like, okay, I mean, we're going swimming. <laughs> I mean, I. You know, I it's I'm I'm very curious about humans and their desire to be high. No, I get I get sedation. Yeah. I get wanting to relax with a beer. I, I understand it, but it is it, it when you see stories like that, it's like okay, at what point did you go? This isn't doing it. I really need to ramp it up. I it's I'm I'm just very curious. I get things like okay, opioids and then they moved on to harder drugs. They couldn't get opioids. They that is an addiction that's uh, on a whole Yeah, I mean cuz if, it, if it's scale. If, if it's if it's for pain killing, you yeah. understand at that point why you became Exactly. Uh, it, addicted. It, but no, but, but that's But this is getting high. This is, yeah. you know, this is the desire to be high and and you know, the party mentality, you know, and 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 all that. That's not and, just going well, in and having a beer with I, I will a say this. Any, anytime in my college days where I said, okay, I need a buzz, it was only based on one thing for me. Hmm. And that was, it made music sound better. Mm-hmm. Even having a couple of cocktails, yeah. the music sounded better. Right. That was it. I was never, it was never, you know, and, and it's, the interesting thing is, as I get older, I really appreciate music sober. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a great I'll thing I'll say to this. <laughs> it never made my band. I didn't do a lot, but it never made my band sound better. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. Thanks, Nolan, uh, for letting me know. I didn't know. I didn't see it. But the Senate also unanimously passed hmm. to knock down Biden's hunting education ban. ban. This.
This is Red Eye Radio. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. Welcome and good morning. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Just (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Uh, just uh, and and thanks to uh, Nolan uh, who wrote to me. I didn't I didn't see a story out there that the Senate actually voted on it last night too. Mm. Stories like five to seven hours old that um, yeah. Senate voted unanimously uh, against the Department of Education, the Biden administration that was trying to take away funds from schools that had shooting, uh, shooting, hunting, uh, shooting and hunting safety courses and archery courses. They wanted to take federal funding away from them. Uh, we had talked about this a couple of weeks ago when the Biden administration put it in. We said, understand how radical they are. And that was an example. Well, you had the the House vote 424 to 1. That means every single Democrat except one voted against it. Yep. Voted against what the Biden administration wanted to do. Yep. And it was unanimous. Wow. The... the <laughs> Fetterman can't be a slob yeah. was unanimous. That's what I was thinking. In the, in the Senate. Yeah. And it was unanimous to tell the Biden administration, stop it. You're wrong. Federal funding goes to schools that have hunting safety courses. Man, party leadership has really taken a hit this week. Think I about know. it. The president, the Senate majority leader. And when you look at it, and, and on the bigger scale, really, the president here on something that has to do with guns unanimous in the senate unanimous in the senate and and almost in the house and i think it's an example that when the american public this is why we say the republicans it's so important that they communicate effectively which is why we talked about the debate last night which is mm-hmm. all over the place and part of the problem with the debate and you're not really going to get rid of them but the fact is the problem with the debates are you need a united front of the Republican Party pounding the same message over and over again. What you have in a debate like last night is they all agree on 95 percent of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they go crazy over the minutia, other 5 percent that the public really doesn't care about. And it doesn't right. get you anywhere. Yeah, I understand that part of the process inside a political party is to have the debate. But the reality is it's not making a difference. And you're not you're not pounding Instead of talking about, you know, where Republicans agree, which is much more than they disagree, you're involved in the minutiae of what the public really doesn't care about. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the problem there. But it does show that if the message is clear to the American people, the Democrats are now backing off. Now, if it wasn't if we weren't 13 months from an election, who knows how they would vote? Right. But I'm still amazed that you didn't have some of the insanely radical Democrats who remember this is the same Democratic Party. This is the same Democratic Party that voted uh, 99 percent 
that men should compete against women. Mm-hmm. Yet when it comes to guns and hunting safety courses, gun safety courses, hunting courses, conservation courses, archery courses, that the Biden administration went, get rid of that. We won't give them funding. They had mm-hmm. no problem. There was no Inside the Biden administration, no pushback. That thing was announced, boom. And all of a sudden here, two weeks later, you have votes like you never see from the Democrats because the Republicans effectively communicated it. And it's something that's really easy for any parent to understand at any school district that offers these courses. Mm -hmm. They couldn't fight it. And that's why we say it's so important for the Republicans to be absolutely clear on message. Yeah. And these are very interesting things. You know, you look at the issue on the gun safety courses in public schools. An administrative move that is sent back, kicked back by the entire party minus one. Think about that. This is not a 9-0 ruling at the Supreme Court against something that the administration did. Uh, What was it? Uh, Recess appointments for Obama. 9-0, which still is interesting, but we're talking about the party. And now Biden, that's going to his desk, he can use his veto pen if he wants to, but you clearly have a veto-proof majority. You want to go through that again? And those those things, I think, do add up a lot. I think the Democratic Party would love to get this behind them because they're thinking, and I told you this during the break, look, it's a big enough issue that it made the rounds on social media. Parents were concerned about it. And it was going to keep going if you didn't do something about it. And they're hoping that it's a small enough issue that they can get it behind them before 2024 actually begins. But the other part of it is the rejection by his own party. Yeah. The rejection on a gun-related move administratively. Remember when Obama was asked, uh, the, the, no, by the way, who the press secretary was at the a time. A gun course in schools. Right. <laughs> and they felt, they, they felt forced. The pressure was so great that the most radical liberals in the House yeah. and even the Senate yep. could not stand the political pressure. Remember when Obama, guns. The, the answer from the Obama administration when liberal reporters were saying, after a school shooting, it, 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 the questions were, well, what has Obama done about, you know, guns and, and the whole thing? Well, he's very busy. Yeah. He didn't, doesn't have time. Doesn't have the time. And so Joe throws this thing out, which, of course, conservatives were going to have a problem with. But the Democrats clearly saw something. The internal polls are not going for them on a number of issues. They just simply are not going their way. And so you had this massive rejection, all but one, throwing it back in the face of Joe Biden on a 
gun and gun safety courses in school topic. Wow. Oh, man. That's got to smart. That's got to hurt. But what does it also tell you? Yeah, we don't really care about Biden. We don't care how this looks for him going into 2024. No. Because what's he going to say? Is he going to take that on the campaign trail? I tried to do something about it, but those Republicans, uh-uh, uh-uh. What's up with Schumer? Why would he ever do this without consulting anybody else? On on which uh, one? On the Fetterman. On the Fetterman? Yeah, thing? Fetterman situation. Uh, I, because, because Fetterman has something on him. I mean, that's why I keep going back to it, because I can't answer that question. Otherwise, I can't answer the question. Chuck must be wearing a MAGA hat at home a lot. And there are pictures of it that only Fetterman has. Uh I don't know. I don't know. Schumer was caught in a theater watching Beetlejuice with a MAGA hat on. (laughs) I'm so glad you didn't bring groping into that. (laughs) I didn't know how. Stop fondling in front of Beetlejuice. (laughs) I did think about it, but I I just couldn't work it in with Schumer. It did did pass through my perverted mind, though. Clearly did mine as well. But <laughs> yes, it did. Those, you know, you, you, I don't know. I don't know. Because if you're going to do that move, typically on the left, if that move's going to be made, then you have this massive media campaign. Listen, Mr. Fetterman is suffering as a result of his disability. Didn't get that at all. You didn't see that no. campaign at all. No. Not at all. all. No. It was... Eh, you can wear shorts. What? Wait, what? 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 It's like the first time I went to a cowboy church. It's like, this is kind of cool. (laughs) These are the same jeans I wear during the week. (laughs) And it's, you know. And and you know what I found out, for example, in Texas, if mm -hmm. you're any type of politician or celebrity, Mm -hmm. you can show up in jeans as long as you've got cowboy boots and a hat on. Yeah, you can wear. You should probably wear a jacket. Yeah, you, oh, you know, you got to wear a yeah. jacket. You yeah. got to wear a jacket, then yeah. a shirt, then yeah. you can wear jeans, but oh, the no, boots and a hat, yeah. and then that's considered that's actually acceptable dress. You can you can get married in that, yeah, it's, <laughs> and plenty of us have. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. it, it's weird that all of a sudden it's like, nope, he, he can dress how he wants. Because here's the thing. The the momentum was going the other way. The momentum was somebody needs to do something about him wearing basketball shorts. And Chuck went against the grain and said, new rule. You can wear basketball shorts. Yeah. No. No. Uh, Democrat, the, the leadership for the Democrats this week is taking a hit. Those are two big hits. Yeah, that's because you, you start looking, you say, okay, you know, they, you, you know, they, you know, they want to move away from Biden. Yep. And it's like you're looking for any type of evidence that they are. And those two pieces of legislation to me mm-hmm. show they are, 
especially, you know, a, a, a not not the the you know uh, rejecting uh, the uh, Schumer slob rule, mm-hmm. uh, but the really the one about teaching you know gun education and you know hunting gun education mm-hmm. and archery in schools. That's something that any any Democrat being so anti or so gun control mm-hmm. and so anti pro gun, especially in schools. Yep. Especially in schools. Yep. If I mean, in normal times, if it was. Well, they didn't anything even want that, police any, officers in schools because right. it would mean, well, no, that's more guns in schools. Right. They were against. We, we sat here and we, we took calls from Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. No, no police officer, because the guns with a police officer will scare the students. And so I never thought when this rule came out that it would get overturned because I thought I didn't think they get Democrat votes. Right. No, I didn't. Because I didn't it's, see this coming because at all. Forget about forget about the the substance of it, which is good. Mm-hmm. It's schools and guns. Yeah. And talking about guns mm-hmm. and teaching about guns. Mm-hmm. Well, Democrats easily can say, absolutely not. Guns shouldn't be in school. We shouldn't be talking about guns in school. That would be the normal discourse you would get. None of that. No. It shows you how scared they are right now of 2024. I think, I'm not going to say what are it's they the seeing be, is my question. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's the be-all, end-all no. of evidence, yeah. but it's the beginning because I They're never seeing expected that. They're seeing yeah. something in 24. Here's my question. Are they putting any credibility into that? What just might be an outlier of a poll that showed Trump 10 points ahead of Biden? Are they seeing something that correlates with that? Again, that poll might be an outlier. We'll, we'll, you know, down the road, we'll be able to look back and tell. I don't know. Are they seeing other polls that correlate with that? Are they seeing Biden's numbers plummet in a real way? I think, I think that they may be doing some of their, there may be a combination of things. The internal polling their absolute panic to turn against Menendez mm. on bribery charges, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they want him gone. Mm-hmm. You have more Democrats jumping on it every day. He needs to be gone. You've got this, you know, the evidence, you have the impeachment inquiry coming out today, asking questions, and already I've seen articles, the comparisons between Menendez and Biden. Yeah. And they know that an entire year of this and more evidence coming out, and they're scared to death that the Republicans will actually get uh, the subpoenas to look at the bank records of the Bidens in the impeachment inquiry. Yeah. You can't defend it. As you and I have said, the Democrats are now back on their heels. I mean, they can't, you know, you got Goldman still out there saying there's nothing that ties Biden to it. Well, that means, as you and I have stated over and over again, nothing ties Joe Biden to the money. Right. Well, that means their position is now the Democrats' official position that is that Hunter Biden was using his his uh, position as being the son of a of a vice president uh, that he was using it to uh, do fake influence peddling mm-hmm. and con all of these 
corrupt individuals in other countries Mm -hmm. to pretend that he would be able to get his father to do things. And then his entire family around him, uh, around Joe Biden, was also corrupt. And they were he was funneling the money to all of the other different family members. So the Democrats' position now, the fallback position, is the entire Biden family is corrupt. Yeah. And has enriched themselves off of Joe Biden through fake influence peddling right. and fake bribery. Right. And Joe was completely clueless that any of this happened. Mm-hmm. Not the strongest fallback position to have. It's not working. Clearly, it's not working. Trump has better fallback positions. Much better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Than that fallback position for Biden right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. 86690 Red Eye. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. U.S. oil prices closed at their highest level in more than a year. Wednesday, uh, the U.S. future uh, benchmark West Texas Intermediate for delivery in November jumped 16% to $93.68. You just told me overnight it's up to over $94. Yep. Uh, as traders now are looking at the possibility of $100 uh, uh, oil. That's the other thing, too. I think that's, you know, you, you there's so many things here, you know, that the Democrats are worried about Biden. First off, he can't he can't appear in public. He's horrible. I mean, he's one it, of, it's it's just so bad. Yeah, he's he's just he's he's getting and he's getting worse uh, at it every day. They know that they know. Like I said, the reason I believe they want Menendez to resign is they don't want the com- de- Republicans to make the comparison between Menendez and and uh, the, the Bidens. Right. Right. And yeah. the other thing is inflation coming back again. Yeah. And and I won't say coming back. It's still here. Right. It's that the rate will be going up and those news headlines. Well, that's that's the fear. The fear that the Fed's going to increase rates more, slow down the economy. And, and it's exactly and, what we've been talking about as you look at the housing costs going up. Costs for shelter are going up. Because they were lagging before, and and they've been going up, and the fact that they were lagging in the government numbers, uh, the it, it still allowed for inflation to come down. Now that the government numbers have caught up to that effect, and energy, energy, energy is going to be the the again the big hit because you've got diesel prices going back up. That's passed on to the consumer, cost of moving goods. And all of this, uh, you get into the winter. What's heating oil going to be? You know, this is all something that's going to impact as you head into January and start 2024. It's not good for this administration.
You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. So the, uh, the, the border an issue here, and the border an issue even has been amplified over the last 24 hours as Republicans are saying, you know, we need some border security with this uh, budget plan. Yeah, right. And so here's some of the responses. This is uh, squad member uh, Ariana Presley on uh, with uh, Jake Tapper on CNN yesterday. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, our, our border is secure and we're in the midst of a humanitarian crisis. There you go. Hmm. So the border is secure. That was uh, uh, yesterday. Uh, this is Guam's uh, Guam is tipping over <laughs> Hank Johnson. People are breaking the rules, paying a criminal organization to do so to get to the front of the line. Does that concern you? Have you ever been to the border before to see what's happening? Yes, I have. I've spent a lot of time at the border. Yeah. You didn't talk with the right people, apparently, because your information, your questions based on, uh, you know, your questions are kind of off base. So it's not happening. Uh Right. Yeah, that's not happening at the, the border. We all know that it is, but it's not happening at the border. Then... Uh, Newsom was uh, on uh, in the uh, the spin room yesterday after the uh, debate with uh, Sean Hannity. Here's part of that. Is this border secure? I believe Ronald Reagan was right in 1986 when he supported comprehensive immigration. Yeah, well, he also said it was the worst decision he ever made. Yeah, but I believe that he did the right thing for the right reasons because he recognized it's not just a border issue. And that the entire it was the system, worst decision. The entire system needs to be reformed. We haven't reformed since 86. You're not answering we need my to question. The assi- there you go. Mm-hmm. You're not answering my question. I mean, it's they can't they can't really do it. No, reality is 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 very much in the face of the Democratic Party right now. Newsom making his rounds. He was this is on CBS News yesterday. Okay, Mm. here we go. What is the biggest piece of misinformation you think this so-called JV squad has been peddling? What concerns you the most? Well, across the board, I mean, they sell fear and panic uh, around border and crime, but but they they sell common indifference around things like climate change. That's going to be your stand that the Republicans and the JV squad is the Republicans. That's Mm -hmm. what he refers to them uh, Mm -hmm. as as a record number of of illegal immigrants pour across the border, as we know, and cities are overwhelmed by crime. Is the fear and panic? Is uh, is Mayor Adams? Is he a Republican? Nope. Is the mayor of El Paso a Republican? No. Is the mayor of Chicago a Republican? Nope. Hmm. Or these problems where they're screaming that something has to be done. And that shows you if, and I think that Newsom, uh, image wise, not substance, but image wise, is the best that they have. No, he's. They yeah. think he is right. the guy. If if Biden's not going to be the guy, that he's the guy. But the problem is, is that he goes straight to the point on all these radical agendas. It it takes Biden once he finds the podium. It takes him a long time to get to a point, and then he's mumbling, and you can't tell what he's saying. You can tell very clear what the governor of California is saying, and when he got, gets out of his blue bubble. There's going to be a lot of stuff flying back in the face because of the thing. I mean, I said it a while back. I wouldn't want to be a Democrat that has to come in and clean up Joe Biden's mess. Or my party's mess, especially as a governor. 
If I were the governor, a blue governor of a of the blue state like California, I would say no thanks. You know, I want to go back. I want to play the uh, the entire audio cut that I have here with uh, Newsom and Sean Hannity because he talks about this is where Newsom loses all credibility Mm because he talked about the fact that Joe Biden's doing an incredible job. Mm -hmm. Nobody buys that. You can't win that. No. If you try to get into the minutia of things that people aren't sure of, maybe you can filibuster. But when your argument ends in Biden's doing an incredible job, (laughs) you can't sell that. Even if you're Gavin Newsom, here's I want to get to this part here. You, there may be some of the uh, repeat of what we played already, but here we go. Is this border secure? I believe Ronald Reagan was right in 1986 when he supported comprehensive immigration. Yeah, well, he also said it was the worst decision he ever made. Yeah, but I believe that he did the right thing for the right reasons because he recognized it's not just a border issue. That the entire system, the worst decision. The entire system needs to be reformed. We haven't reformed since 86. You're not answering my question. We need to reform question. the asylum system. I want to know. I believe you, in you, strong you borders. You just said Joe's that. successful. I think Joe Biden has it been our you hear that? Mm-hmm. I think Joe Biden has been unbelievably successful. Yeah. Can you sell that nope. unbelievably successful to nope. the American public? No. No. Absolutely not. So, again, the the image of him, and, you know, he is, <laughs> by the way, I say he's younger. Anybody is younger than the two major Everybody candidates. Everybody right? is younger. <laughs> From the Republican and Democratic Even side. people who are older than Joe Biden are, <laughs> are younger. younger than Joe Biden. <laughs> My dad is 97 He's and much younger than Joe than Biden. Joe Biden. <laughs> That's the truth. By the way, that is... That's not an exaggeration, by, by the, the way. By the way, mentally, he mentally, is. Mentally, my father is, yes. Absolutely. He is. Yeah, yeah he's, he is. He's, yep. He's still, uh, you know, he's still, uh, his mind is is really, really, really there. And it's and, and you know, and I think the party is looking at the the reality coming back at the face. I want to I really would love to be a fly on the wall. I would love to know what they're seeing right now. Oh, but oh, but my thing on Newsom has always been the fact that he looks younger. He's mm-hmm. got, as, yeah, I, right. as I call it, uh, he and, and it's amazing that he's the California governor because he looks like uh, 19, uh, 1990. Um, uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, the, uh, the Pat Riley, the, Pat Riley, the coach mm-hmm. of the L.A. Lakers back mm-hmm. then. He looks just like him. that. Well, yeah. you know, it is. It's the hair slicked back like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, OK, I'm slick. I'm 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 uh, you know, I'm slick. I'm cool. I have it together. Mm-hmm. And it's like your state sucks right now under your leadership. Yeah. And I mean, let me make this clear. Here. Mm. The policies of your state suck. There you go. And by the way, if you play on the junior varsity squad, we believe that's okay. How dare he go after junior varsity, the JV squad? Yeah, so uh, you can't, you know, that's the thing. The Republicans are selling fear and panic around the border Mm -hmm. and crime. Mm -hmm. Most Republicans don't live in those cities. Right. If it's not true, why... Why are the the people in those cities are the ones that are saying it? The panic on on uh, border is coming all from Democrats. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that run the cities. Yep, Republicans don't run them, and the crime 
Well, you see that based on the statistics. Yep. Yep. You see, is is Target? You know, we talk about crime in the cities. Mm. We we saw where Target is pulling out, and this is where you ask: Is Target a Republican company? No. Is Target leaving? Is Target a MAGA company that says we're not going to go in places that won't vote for Trump? Well, they weren't selling MAGA hats for babies, I'll tell you that, several months ago. <laughs> you, could, you could make that case if they were selling the MAGA hats for babies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They didn't have to move that display because it never existed. And 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 you see it. It'll be interesting to see where they want to close the CVS stores. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be closing the CVS stores in Dallas? Fort Worth? I'm talking about um, cities with major cities with Republican mayors. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Dallas still has a lot of liberalism in it, though, as we all know. We're working on it. But it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to go against what the uh, new Republican, who was a Democrat mayor of Dallas, is selling. Mm-hmm. You know, we see it across the board. You know, you've got these cities, you know, and still saying, who was it? What was the city that said, oh, was it Seattle? They said, okay, well, we're, we're going to beef up the police, but it's going to be the mental health workers. Yeah, that's what you need. Yeah, that's going to work. Yeah. yeah, that'll stop the real crime. Yeah, that'll, that'll work. All this garbage that America bought into in 2020. Yeah. That's, that's really where the big push started. You think about it, COVID, and then defund the police. You know, Summer you, of love. Summer of love. Chop. Chop. Chop and Chad, summer of love. People just confiscating property and claiming it for their own. Mostly That's peaceful love ends. Mostly peaceful love ends that happen. And, you know, we, we've seen what's happened to uh, uh, Black Lives Matter. The truth mm-hmm. has come out. Right. They were full of it. Right. Companies fell for it. People fell for it. Fell for defunding the police. Now they're screaming in the city, stop it. And Gavin Newsom doesn't want to address the problem, many of the problems in his own state. He wants to blame the party that is not in power in any of those states or cities. Well, and and there's the thing, too. You, you look at this situation where we are, people are done with this this massive grab for control of people's lives. The when when things started changing in these major cities, we asked immediately, what are the people that have to live there? What do they think? What about the businesses? And then you couple that with COVID and everything else. They want to control everything about your life, and they don't have any concern about your safety or well-being. People voted with their feet, and they're still doing it. The party is looking. I I wonder how much of this is uh, as they look at it. I mean, because you know we got the uh, the uh, uh, story uh, just a couple of days ago about CVS and and Target moving out, but this mass exodus out of uh, exodus out of these zones. 
The Democratic Party in D.C. on Capitol Hill has to be looking at this going, we have to change these radical policies. We have to back off. Because something is definitely shifting. Look at some of these headlines here. San Francisco mayor calls for mandatory drug testing for welfare recipients. Uh You ever think you'd see that? The San Francisco mayor. The San Francisco mayor. Denver businessman dumps poop found outside his business on City Hall steps. Demands action on homeless crisis. People are done with this ludicrous behavior by those running these these major cities and the Democratic Party, they're responsible and, and fully the, and completely. And the best they have, who is Gavin Newsom, yeah, is saying that these things aren't really happening in the cities. Right. Call they're, your friends over in right, D.C. Right. There's really not that much of a problem on uh-huh. the border. Right. It's the Democrat. Excuse me. It's the Republicans. The crime in the cities and the border situation that the Democratic mayors are screaming is all just fear being perpetuated by the Republicans. Yeah, that's right. Is that true? Do Democrats believe, rank-and-file Democrats believe, that's true? Something is changing. Look, they're leaving. People are leaving. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Oil uh, up. We'll get to the problems that that might uh, cause. Where is uh, inflation going? More on the debate. And we do have to play because it's our segment on the show. Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson is an idiot. Mm. (laughs) He's truly an idiot. People view him as this smart guy. You should have heard him on Mm -hmm. with uh, Constantine Kissin on his podcast on uh, on on uh, transgenders. Oh yeah. my. Yeah. Gee, he's a yeah. lunatic. He is an absolute lunatic. And we'll go through some of the points and uh some of the low lights of it. Mm. Cuz what he is saying is what we need to do is we need to have many categories like we do in wrestling. You need to figure out have 10 different divisions, 15 different divisions, 20 different divisions and find out, you know, through hormone examination and and weight and lung capacity and you have all these different like sports should be uh, you know cut up to 10 15 different segments right in in order to and it's like you're out of your mind yep <clears throat> yeah it's it it really is he's um, out of his mind he really it, is because what he's still trying to do is is force this on people yeah and it was interesting because they, when they brought up, for example, affirmative action, mm-hmm. he goes, affirmative action, well, we need to get rid of affirmative action. We need to get to the root causes and get rid of it. Yeah, but what you're advocating is affirmative action in a yeah. way. Right. You're you're still yeah. forcing something. Yeah, you're forcing something. Right. You're saying get rid of that affirmative action to replace it with this with affirmative, affirmative action. action. Yeah. He's an idiot.
This is Red Eye Radio on... Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. We always liked it fun, right? Even on the serious issues out there? Yeah. I thought sure. you were raising your hand. You were like exercising. Like, are you raising your hand over there? Like, you want to answer a question or something? No, I was pointing at you. Oh, okay. Like, start talking. Oh. Say oh. something. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, this this is uh, just... Let's let's have some fun, right? It's a sure. It's a it's it's a Thursday. We've talked about all the serious topics. Well, we have not. Well, I will say this: yesterday, I did not hear once the name Taylor Swift. No, in all my news searching yesterday, I yeah. did not see that. I did not. Which, so we're making didn't we're, see it. We're making progress here, right? Unless his eyes have drifted to Marin Morris. Mm. Travis Kelsey, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, by the way, I do love the fallout from Kaepernick, though. That's just be great. What a great revolutionary he is. Police brutality, socialism, football is slavery. Please make me a slave again. Master, please make me a slave. I don't know why he would want to play again after saying that. I know. I just, <laughs> uh, wouldn't you think, wouldn't you, the next thing would be, so therefore mm. I announced that I will never right. play in the NFL again. <laughs> what a revolutionary well, way, he wouldn't, is. Wouldn't that have been a greater stance? Yes. I refuse to play in the NFL. Right. I mean, because you're not going to play anyway. But at least this way, you could, some people... Who really aren't familiar could go, oh, man, that guy really, you know, decided to to make the sacrifice. He walked away from NFL. Actually, the NFL walked away from him. But who knows who left first? I'm never. In fact, I can make that pledge. I will never play in the NFL again. Well, the reason we uh, we brought Kaepernick up was I'd said earlier in the week when the whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing came out, I go, geez, I'd rather hear about Kaepernick. Uh-huh. I go, but we're not going to. The next day, <laughs> please, New York Jets, please, yeah. please take me back. Come on, you. What kind of a wimpy revolutionary are you? <laughs> I mean, you were attempting to sell uh, Marxist socialism by lying about the cops. Right. And then doing your kneeling thing in the NFL. You were the revolutionary that all the revolutionaries looked up to. You said the NFL being a player was slavery. And now you're begging the masters to be a slave again. You wimpy revolutionary. What happened to the far leftist radical Marxist revolutionaries? I guess they just want to play football. <laughs> oh, my. 
was just the best this week. That was the best. By the way, when I say the whole master slavery thing, that's not my opinion. That that is the, the those are his opinions, mm-hmm. and we're just throwing his opinions right back in his if face. He believes that playing in the NFL is that they are the masters and the players are the slaves, then why would he want to play? Yes. Either he's changed his mind about that. Haven't heard him say that. Haven't heard him walk that back. Or he was lying to begin with, and he clearly has never thought that. Because if you think that, then you wouldn't want to be there. Right, exactly. It's the last thing you'd want to be a, 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 about. If you really actually believe it, you wouldn't want to play if, ever again. If you wish to play in the NFL again, you might not be a revolutionary. Just possibly you're not. Maybe you're a fake. Just throwing that possibility out He's a poser revolutionary. Yeah. Jeez. What do you actually believe in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just just greatness. Greatness. You know, and now, wasn't his girlfriend or didn't didn't they say his girlfriend or his wife or whatever was the really the source of the Marxist part of what he was saying? That that's where I remember I thought that was something that had come out early on. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. And by that. the way, we were right on all that. Remember when we said that? Remember mm-hmm. when we said that early on? He goes, folks, this is about Marxism. It's not about police brutality. It's not about, you know, the systemic racism. It's about promoting Marxism by tearing down institutions, governmental institutions like law enforcement. That's what it's about. Yeah. And we were right. We were right because yep. he admitted, you know, admitted, no, none of this can work outside of the, the Marxist. He just said that recently. Yeah. None, none of the change can be made in our current form of government. We need to be a Marxist government. Right, he was right. he just did that a couple of months ago. Boy, we got flack for that when we said it. You guys are wrong. No, we were right. And I don't say that from any, any form of arrogance. It was easy to figure it out uh, just because the industry and business and sports leagues wish to, I don't know, turn a blind eye to the reality of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Because of their refusal to easily recognize what was going on, that's on them. We're not geniuses. We just can re, uh, you know, look at people and say, okay, what are they really about? And the information was there back then as to what he was about. And he was promoting his Marxist ideology. Yep. But that was fun, though. That was that's yeah. It's it's been a fun week, but more fun here. Mm. Uh, the, uh, Russian, uh, uh, English, should I call him lecturer? Um, uh, you know, political, uh, opinion giver, Constantine Kissin, who's really good has a podcast mm-hmm. and he had Neil deGrasse Tyson on mm. the so-called, uh, the, the man of science <laughs> mm. and they got into the transgender stuff. And let's play a little bit of it. We'll play a little bit of it then comment and play a little bit more of it. And then there's a highlight, a real great highlight coming up because uh, Tyson gets upset 
But uh, here you go. And this is on the radical transgender movement. One of your functions over time has been to communicate scientific knowledge to the public. Yeah. And that's why I was quite surprised to hear you talk about the idea that we all exist on a spectrum where you wake up one day and you feel like you're more female and more male. The XXXY chromosomes are insufficient because when we wake up in the morning, we exaggerate whatever feature we want to portray the gender of our choice. Suppose no matter my chromosomes, today I feel 80% female, 20% male. I'm going to, I'm going to put on makeup. I'm going to do that. Um, tomorrow I might feel 80% male. I'll remove the makeup and I'll wear a muscle shirt. Why do you care? Yeah. What, 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 what business it is it of yours? to require that I fulfill your inability to think of gender on a spectrum. My only point was that if who you decide is male and female in the street is a construct of, of, of style and trends and what the beauty industrial complex wants you to see <laughs> if that's how we establish gender then maybe some people want to be fluid within that gender identify so they'll they'll wear a skirt but maybe have a beard or they'll I, mix and match that in whatever way Neil, you want so okay before he answers you and i had the same thing we want to stop it here that's not the argument no no how okay, people right. conduct their own lives and if they want to live that way especially if they're an adult is up to them that's not no one no one is having this debate on the main stage here and when we were watching this previously because we watched it uh, before we stopped it and said to each other that's not the argument that's not the argument and, and that's what uh, that's what kissing comes up with here here we go sorry hold on, sorry hold on. i'm not wait wait i'm almost done i'm almost done so okay if a person using the tools of the beauty industrial complex wants to mix and match this <laughs> yeah and they are expressing their freedom in a free country to do so mm. why is your job to tell them not to okay that's my only go. point and so that's... I, i'm speaking of gender expression and the yes. freedom to do so and, and, and I if, you, tell if, you why it's a, if you want to restrict that, then what country wants, are you on, we living hold in? On. Yeah, hold go on. So first of all, I don't know a single person, uh, and I've talked. We've talked to trans people on the show. We have trans employees at Trigonometry. Uh, we we've spoken to all sorts of people about this issue. I do not know a single person who wants to prevent people from dressing how they want, or behaving how they want, or choosing any name that they want. However. Well, wait, okay. is, so, so you don't, but you know such people are out there. You I'm sure that. such people exist in the same way that there are people who you believe that okay. the earth is flat and so on, but yeah, they're okay. a tiny minority. They exist. It is I don't not know how tiny they are, given the dialogue today. <laughs> Fair but go point. on. Fair yeah. point. However, what I would say is that the conversation in the public consciousness has become prominent not between people who want to defend the right of anyone to dress how they want and the people who want to prevent that. The reason the conversations become an issue is that we assign 
and allow certain privileges to people based on their sex. And then, then he goes into that, you know, based on, you know, everything. And he gets into affirmative action. And mm-hmm. and because uh, it's it's a long interview. Uh, and, and so we can't play the whole thing. And then the, uh, DeGrasse Tyson is like, well, well, then we need to basically not have affirmative action for women that we should have solved that problem. Uh-huh. Why, why does it exist? We need to go to the root causes. Now, what Kissin doesn't answer is, yeah, but you by stating, because he gets bizarre in this. Yeah. He gets completely yeah. bizarre and says, we should fragment sports into how many, whatever we need, mm-hmm. you know, to basically have 10 leagues, 15 leagues, 20 different leagues, or whatever, to make it like wrestling well, the fact is, and 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 Kissin does point out. He goes, doesn't matter. You got a hundred ninety pound man against a hundred ninety pound woman. The hundred ninety pound man's going to win. Mm-hmm. You know, hearts does the hormone thing, isn't it? He keeps knocking down everything, and it doesn't matter. Uh, DeGrasse Tyson just gets louder and louder and louder and louder. He never makes one scientific point, the, and the point is that it is, and and. Kissin didn't get him on this because Tyson can't answer this. It's what we have said before because they're trying to say gender is one thing and sex is another. But then right. they say men should play against women. Mm-hmm. Well, then gender and sex become the same thing. Yeah. You can't differentiate them. Right. And what you're saying is, well, because and, and Ty- Tyson makes a poor argument by stating that you wake up and you feel. Now, I'll say this in my entire life. I have never, ever woken up once and felt I was female or male. No. I have never, ever felt that I'm a male. I know I'm a male. Well, I didn't wake you know, up and I'm, say, I'm well, a- because I'm a male, I better do this. And this right. is how I better look. Well, well, and I better choose to do this. Well, self-realization is you are a male. Mm-hmm. You know you're a male because mm-hmm. of... How you're how you're made up the physicality, mm-hmm. but there isn't anything in my mind that says I'm a. And I know we do have that audio cut where I say I'm a man, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you know I I don't really wake. I don't think most people do. Some may, mm-hmm. some people may wake up and have that. I don't. I've never had that feeling. I know now. I know I'm a heterosexual because I know what I'm attracted to. Mm-hmm. So that I know. Uh, and so just by that and knowing that they're a woman and I'm a man by looking and, you know, knowing what my chromosomes are and what my body parts are, that's how I know. But I don't wake up feeling, as he said, you wake up one day going, I feel 80 percent female and 20 percent male. What the hell is he talking about? He's just creating something out of thin air. Yeah, he's just he's making stuff up. And then he's stating that because you have that then you should be able to play sports against women, but we need to find a way to make it fair. And so we need to slice and dice and do whatever we can to have as many sports leagues. What he didn't address was team sports, contact sports. Exactly, because he compares it to wrestling classes, high school wrestling, and the different classifications by weight. Well, you're talking one-on-one. Because when you're talking team sports, it's very different. And contact sports. And contact yeah. sports. Right. You're you're talking something very different. How would you even constitute that many different leagues? No, you can't two players on each team? No, you, you can't do it and 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 Title Nine created protections for women and it applies to school 
and sports. You know, they talk sometimes. You've heard in the past, this guy's the smartest guy in the world. He's an idiot. He was all he, over the he place. He may be smart in some areas. He was just, he's an idiot. He's just and, talking and, in circles. And he's completely rejected science. Yep. Completely rejected yep. science. Yep. But we'll get to the, the highlight of it coming up next. 866-90-RED-EYE. Brought to you by Hotshot Secret. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at J.J. Keller. And I'm here to share a tip on roadside inspections. Roadside inspections all begin with the driver interview, during which the officer will gather basic information from the driver and prepare the driver for the inspection. The officer will also be evaluating the driver, determining if the driver can speak English, is under the influence of anything, has an illness, or is fatigued. The officer will ask the driver for required documents, including vehicle and driver credentials, the driver's log, and shipment paperwork. The officer may also conduct a vehicle inspection. Before beginning the inspection, the officer will take steps to make sure the inspection can be done safely. These include chalking the wheels, wearing personal protective equipment, and explaining what will be required of the driver. The driver needs to pay close attention to these instructions so that the vehicle inspection can be conducted in a manner that is safe for the inspection official. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller & Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's our pony, and I'm Gary McNamara. All right, getting back to uh, this uh, podcast interview that was done uh, on the Constantine Kissin uh, uh, podcast uh, uh, with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson on the transgender movement where he's just, <laughs> Tyson's nuts. He's absolutely nuts. And I, I wanted to play what I viewed as the highlight when uh, the other host, I don't know his name, uh, on the Constantine Kissin uh, uh, cast, after all of the talk going on for 20 minutes, you know, still gets back to the original question, which he won't answer. Here it is. I think uh, a lot of people would have an issue with what you're saying, Neil, is because they see women being denied opportunities. They see an unfair playing field, metaphorically and literally speaking. So fix the playing field, damn it. What, but don't, don't say it's an unfair playing field. So all of a sudden the big issue is trans women taking the slot of a woman in an unfair playing field. Fix the playing field. And you know something? The day you fix that playing field... This conversation will look completely ridiculous. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> they did fix the playing field. It's called Title IX. Yeah. They fixed it years ago, Neil. He's a nutcase. He really is a nutcase. No one's saying that the, that the boy who wants to be a girl can't play on the boy's team. But what do we hear from the left? Well, that makes the boy who wants to be a girl uncomfortable so therefore we must make all of the girls in their locker room uncomfortable yeah you can't level the playing field in basketball so what he's saying is in basketball needs to become a sport mm-hmm. where everybody is the same weight but as they and same out, height but but they pointed out well no but if they're the same weight the male still has the advantage mm-hmm. well then you'll have to figure out you'll have a 150 pound male play with a hundred and 60 pound females or mm-hmm. i mean it's just it's bizarre it is
on your smart speaker, say, play Red Eye Radio. And if you're really nice, she might. Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. I really got a kick out of watching that because I watched the entire video of uh, the interview between Constantine Kisson and uh, Neil uh, deGrasse Tyson on the transgender uh, movement. And it's interesting because you and I were just talking about how animated Tyson was and how angry he got. And if you look at uh, if you look at the faces of uh, Constantine Kisson and his uh, co-host in the in the actual podcast, they sort of look like. Uh, they have the emotion in asking the questions like the bobs on office space. <laughs> you know, I mean, just that yeah. blank, you know, blank stare and asking it very matter of factly or and and so he's just, you know, he's he's screaming, he's yelling and it's like, well, you know, how do you, you know, how do you do it? Well, you find a way. And that's to me, that's the ultimate in virtue signaling from the left, which is. You're the ones saying that things have to change. You're the ones that are saying men must be able to play women's sports. You're asked how, and you scream, well, you've got to find a way. There's got to be a find a way somewhere. We all get together and find a way. Well, you're the one that's suggesting it, and you can't come up with a way. And that's the ultimate. You don't know what to do. Uh, And... You and I both know that he tried to change the topic multiple times. He wouldn't actually answer the questions because he he couldn't. Well, he he equates being louder with being right, and he got yeah. louder the the wronger he got. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one time Constantine uh, Kissin tried to get in, and and he said uh, he said uh, um, he said yeah uh, he said. Yeah, buddy goes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I know you have opinions on this, and I think you're a smart guy. But I've thought about this for the longest time. I mean, there was like this incredible arrogance that I'm a scientist. You know, I'm a scientist, and I've thought about this for the longest time. I have no <laughs> answers. I'm just going to virtue signal by screaming that there has to be a way <laughs> and find a damn way <laughs> to include transgenders in all of sports. And so he yep. comes up with the whole wrestling thing. Mm-hmm. Well, we found wrestling for weight classes and boxing yeah, for uh, for weight classes. And Constantine Kissin then says, yeah, but a 190-pound man will beat a 190-pound woman every time. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter the hormones in. Mm-hmm. They're going to win. You know that. The heart, the hip. He didn't argue any of the scientific points with him. Well, then you've you got to find other ways. Like, uh, what's the, you know, uh, then basically insisting then, okay, then you got to figure out a way to have a man who weighs 10 you got to figure out what the the uh uh what do you call it the um ratio will be mm-hmm. for weight for men the hormone percentage in and you take the weight the hormones and then you come up with different classifications so you may have uh in in uh, in wrestling a 130 pound woman take on 110 pound men based on the fact of monitoring their hormone levels uh, throughout, yeah. What? what are you talking about? And then you have all these. You know, you have, as he said, ten different classifications for wrestling that includes both genders. Well, number one, I don't think there's going to be many uh, people that want to see women wrestling men to begin with. And and number uh, number two, what he forgot was contact sports. Never got involved in that. But it's just the way he was screaming. You got to find a way. That is the ultimate in virtue signaling. 
Well, the, that, the, that you care more, but you don't have any answers. Right. You have no answers, but I care more. I'm promoting something that is pure fiction. There's no science to it. And and with Neil deGrasse Tyson, the interesting thing is he's known and has been known to be a scientist. He cannot back any of this up with science, but he's using his science credentials to give himself credibility as he completely ignores science and then screams that there needs to be a solution, which he doesn't know what it's going to be, but he's screaming it louder, which gives you the opinion then he cares more than you. The ultimate virtue signaling from Mr. Science. Yeah. Who doesn't have any answers. But he's really thought about it. Right. Just... Yeah, we see this over and over again from the left. They're built up to be something that ultimately they're not. Their credibility crumbles in a moment like this. All of it. And here's the thing about because you wonder what's in his mind because you see him. And if you see him in the pot, his eyes are moving all over the place. Mm -hmm. He's just like anticipating what the next question is going to be. And and, uh, he is a scientist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I've seen before he became... Uh, this, you know, this liberal, uh, insane, woke person where he would, there was critical thinking behind the things that he was talking about in the universe. Mm-hmm. You could look at it. You could say, okay, there's critical, critical thinking behind it, even theories, whatever. You could follow him on that. Well, an you astrophysicist, just- if you look at it, if you look at the things where he's applied certain principles where, okay, it can't it's- possibly be this, and he would break it down as to why based on the science and can't do that here based on physics right based on you know and mm-hmm. and physics is you know not that physics doesn't change but for so much of physics what you know right now mm-hmm. is basically a constant and right. so you you know you 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 know what it is but you just wonder in his mind because you know you know a part of him which is why i think there's some of the anger cannot justify what he's actually saying in his scientific mind. He only wants to be thought of as being someone who cares. Yeah. That's that is pure that, virtue signaling. There's the scientist part, then there's the virtue signaling yeah. part of it. Right. Is is the only because you wonder how what, where does he start? X Y chromosomes. Ah, not even ah, he throws out all the science. He throw, yeah, he just dumps the science. Beware of a matter. scientist who's willing to do that. Also Beware of so-called scientists who are named the science guy. <laughs> I was going to bring him up, too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not who they are. It's how they debate and, and how they present. And then the science guy is setting a globe on fire to make a point. <laughs> Sorry. Bill, it doesn't work that way, dude. The science guy. And so I have to ask, and again, this is pure speculation, Mm -hmm. but you just, you wonder, you know, is there a part of somebody who is, not all, but some people that are extremely highly intelligent Mm -hmm. that, and, and logical that, they view that part of themselves, the caring part of themselves is missing 
and so they must virtue signal in some way. I don't want to play psychologist here. I, I, but I would I mean, say just, that he had issued, it's likely that he had issued the opinion, and then as a scientist, he needs to be right. So you issue the opinion, and now you've got to make that opinion work like you do with other things in science. But, that's, but in this case... That's anti-science. Yes. In this case... <laughs> You undercut, you undermine. That's why I said all his credibility on everything now has to be in question. If you're yeah. willing to, the first thing you do is throw the science away. You throw the chromosomes away. Because then you, I'm done. I'm done listening. Be, because you throw the chromosomes away. His argument was you throw the chromosomes away because. Some days you wake up feeling 80% female and 20% male. And then the next day you can wake up being 60% male and 40% female. Huh? What? No. <laughs> I, by the way, I don't care what an individual wakes up thinking and feeling and and also how they follow through with those feelings of how they want to behave. That's what he, That's where he started. Again, everything that starts on a false premise May sound logical from that point on, but it's still false based on the premise. He started on this premise that the debate is about individuals and how they want to conduct themselves and how they may feel. If someone wakes up that that way, you know, then there are things you you can do. You want to follow through with it and you want to address a certain way or start a an eighties rock band, go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, that was the thing too, where he started out when they talked it and his when they started the conversation. And his major thing was the transgender movement is people that don't want other people to express themselves. That's false. And that's not the argument. And, he, and then he has to, he has to, again, he had to try and be right. But, but you admit that there are people, but you admit, no, I don't know anybody of them. There, you may say they exist, but there are guys that have made TV shows out of claiming Bigfoot exists. Let's talk about the actual debate, Neil. And then did you hear, it's like, yeah, like there's a small minority that think the earth's flat. Well, it may not be a small minority. So the guy who's all about science just wants, again, well, wants to wants to take the science and throw it out and then insert facts that don't exist. You know, the, the other the other key that we recognize immediately when somebody starts emphasizing the small minutia of things that don't matter to the argument. Right. And that's what you saw from yeah. Tyson. Right. And yeah. we've been doing this long enough where you know it's like, okay, this person doesn't actually have a defense because they're trying to focus and and deflect to something else. Right. Otherwise, they would right. address the issue right on. Yep. They they don't have to do that. No. And so I it just I was a you know, I was amazed. I wonder if there's any self-awareness when this interview comes out where no. he says, my God, I can't do this anymore. No, I think that there is a, a desire because I, I think he probably at some point, again, issued an opinion and then needed to be right. As a scientist, you need to be right. Well, Stephen Hawking's black hole theory was wrong for 30 years. His peers were telling him he was wrong. See, I... It, you know, but I, at least that was based on something where you could say, all right, this is my theory, and here's here's why I adhere to this theory. But at some point, he 
Yeah, I, I, I would think the need to be right would be opposite of what a scientist would want to be because a scientist would want to acquire knowledge and I say this is what we know currently. No, from, exactly. From, That's the, you know, the whole from, point. From, he's from, he's from not this. acting as a scientist. Yeah. He's trying to apply because when you come up with a theory, basically then you move on to prove that theory. And you have debates with your peers. Things are reviewed by your peers. Well, that's kind of the process. Well, what he's doing is he's throwing everything out, trying to make it all stick. Because he issued an opinion, but he starts by dismissing the science. Wow, it was really bad. <laughs> but it was entertaining, wasn't it? Yeah. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carley. I'm Gary McNamara. Quickly, let's go to Michael in Oklahoma. Michael, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio as we talk about Degrassi Tyson's uh, or Degrassi Titans uh, Tyson's. Excuse me, uh, a podcast uh, insanity. Hi, Michael, on the transgender movement. Uh, Gary, uh, Gary, and Eric. I just wanted to compliment both both you good gentlemen. You two both made the definitive statement with regard to this, that you two men, as, as I have no reason to question that all people know our gender. And you you two gentlemen are, and I listen to you all the time, of course, but you are the only two commentators who have had the honesty and the courage to make the definitive statement. that, And, and it seems like a simple, uh, obvious statement, but it is, is quite profound that that you know uh, the truth with regard to this, which which happens to be your gender, but the the people who would argue, as this fellow argued, and 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 you well pointed out that he just he he virtue signals he, he and and Eric said uh, I I really had to chuckle when Eric said he just figures that the louder he gets more the more uh, truth he is saying, but. Uh, excellent uh, on you two gentlemen's part. And uh, one last comment. Um, uh, our society has been coerced into not stating honestly and courageously, as you two gentlemen have, because they don't want to come across as offensive. And that's where this quagmire of, of uh, discussion and argument has arisen is because there aren't enough people, as you two good gentlemen are, to state, hey, look, you know, we know the truth on this, and you are either lying or you are mentally incapable. And so just wanted to uh, well, thank compliment you. you two good gentlemen. Well, thank you so much. Well, one of the problems Thanks, that Michael. they have, Michael, and we said this in the very beginning, is say, you know, when they say gender is different than sex, well, then fine, then you can't justify Men, men playing against women. Right. Well, no, gender is different from sex, but if they think they are, then they truly are the other sex. Mm. Can't have it both ways. No, you can't. That's the easiest part to tear down. Right. And Eric and I have been covering this long enough where it used to be gender is different from sex. Now it's involved to both. Gender is different from sex, but gender is sex. You can live the way you want to, but you can't change science.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.